Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, And this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, welcome to episode eight. Hi, people. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. Hello. <laughs> So you guys, I sound terrible. I know I sound terrible. Um, it's allergies. Uh, but since we like canceled the episode, that uncanceled the episode, I couldn't be like, well, I sound really bad, so we're gonna cancel again. So we're just marching forward, and you just have to listen to me sound like this for most of the episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope you feel better. <laughs> Thank you. Other than the allergies, how's your week been? That's my my whole week is just allergies. It, it really affects my whole life. Mm-hmm. I did get my flu shot this week, you guys. Highly recommend. Make sure to get your flu shot. You know, I, I was wondering about that, like how that works with like vaccine for COVID. But I guess it doesn't matter. You can just get all of it because you have to take a third shot if you've been vaccinated, right? Right. I'm supposed to get my booster next month, but I got Moderna and I don't know if Moderna has a booster ready. So I'm just hoping by next month they do. (laughs) I mean, I'm also deathly afraid of needles. So like going to get a shot is always an adventure for me. The nurse gets close and I'm like, hold on, wait a second, wait a second. And sometimes like last year with my flu shot, she was not messing around. She just kind of grabbed me and stuck the needle in me. But this year she was all like, oh, no, no, different nurse. She was like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry. I was like, you might just need to grab me and just stick the needle in me. Like, let's not waste your time here. Well, you got it done. You got it done. I hope everyone had a good Labor Day week and weekend, I guess, is the way it is. It's the end of summer. That makes me sad. You can't tell in D.C. that's the end of summer. It's 80 degrees outside. That is true. Have I been outside? That is the question. (laughs) But I like the end of, I'm sad because it's summer, but the end of Labor Day usually signifies that my birthday is around the corner. It's my birthday week, so I'm excited because I'm a huge birthday person, so. It's been a good week. Something to look forward to. It is your birthday tomorrow. <laughs> One more year. I lost two years in this new world we live in, but hey, I'm alive. You know. 
Happy birthday in advance. Thank you, Aid. <sighs> I actually enjoy fall because, <laughs> sorry guys, the butternut squash mac and cheese is coming back to Trader Joe's. <laughs> and that's all I care about. Guys, Aid has instructed me when I, I go to Trader Joe's, I have to get her, if I see them on sale, the butternut squash mac and cheese, I have to store some for her in the freezer. She's going to get hers. So it's like a squirrel harvesting their nuts. She's going to have enough to last her through the season. <laughs> it goes fast. And apparently this year, according to you know Instagram and the people who follow Trader Joe's, the butter and squash has already arrived in stores in California, so it can't be too far before it gets to the rest of us. But they also have these butternut squash mac and cheese bites. I'm a little suspect on those, but I'll buy a box just to try. <laughs> I know you're right, because last year when you told me to get for you, I got it once just to try it, and then I went back to get some for you, and nope, there was none at all. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm just, the first time I see it, I'm buying 10 boxes. I wonder if the people at Trader Joe's are going to be like, no, you can't do that. But I'm like, try and stop me. Try. <laughs> you <Okay>. funny girl <laughs> so back to the topic at hand which is varied at first sight um, just a reminder for you guys we have unfiltered and couples cam on patreon every week go check it out that's where we cover them on our lovely patreon at patreon.com slash alter call m-a-f-s so besides what the folks are doing on unfiltered at couples cam Tade, what's going on on social media? So, as Aid mentioned earlier, we weren't going to have an episode, so I wasn't really, you know, stalking them online. So I decided to do things a little different this time. I'm just going to tell you what our people, a lot of them travel a lot, so I'm just going to tell you where their locations are. So if you're close by, you can go find them. Well, if they're still there. So AJ and Stephanie are celebrating their anniversary, and they are in... So I want to say St. Martin, but I don't know if it's St. Martin, but it's M-A-A-R-T-E-N. How do you say that? I always say St. Martin, but I feel like when I read it, it says St. Martin because that's like the Dutch way, but I don't really know how the Dutch say St. Martin. So I didn't answer your question at all. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, my Martin is my Dutch because I'm like, huh, would it be silly? But yeah, anyways, they're there. So that's where they look so pretty. Um... Amani and Woody in Chicago visiting Amani's family. Haley, our dear Haley, who gets her own weekly segment. I don't know exactly where she is, but she did say, can you guess where I'm going? I'm cruising west. So I don't know where Haley is. Um, Jeffy and Shawnee took a trip down Niagara Falls, uh, the New York side of it. And then next year, according to Shawnee's, they hope to be on the Canadian side. And one non-related travel update is Jamie Otis. Her nephew was in the ICU. Um, She said one minute her sister dropped him off at the daycare. The next hour, she got a call that there was an ambulance and they were taking him to the hospital. And she posted a picture of him in like tubes and just looking really fragile. And he just looked really scary. But it looks like he's pulling through and he's doing better. So thank God for that. Of all the things that Jamie has done, this is the one that probably has put me over the edge. Oh. (laughs) Because the way she so quickly posted that something was wrong with her nephew, there's no way that she had time to ask her sister if it was okay. And if she did ask her sister if it was okay, then she's truly the devil because it's like, 
my kid is on his way to the emergency room and you have time to post about holding your loved ones tight or some shit. Like, yeah. Jamie, is there is something wrong with that woman. And I can't believe she did this to her sister. I, I can't imagine my kid is in the hospital and my sister's next to me being like, hey, can I post a picture of him in his hospital bed? What's the fuck's the matter with you? That's true. I think she's lost all sense of dividing the real world and her social media world like imagine seeing your family going through that and your first done is ooh content so yeah good luck to her i'm just glad that he's fine like honestly that's that's the that's the important, important thing that baby's name the baby's named after her which i think is very sweet so but anyway all righty so how are we feeling about the episode you know this is an episode that we usually don't like the family and friends fake housewarming and all that stuff. You know, the show is slowing down and all those positive feelings you had about people is starting to come back down to earth and you're like, I can't stand you. That's where I am <laughs> this week. Listen, Aid, after yes, last night's episode, ain't nobody making it through the season. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't find the hope. Maybe Rachel and Jose. But I was just watching and I'm like, oh my God, this is bad. <laughs> Michael Jackson bad. Like, I don't know where we go. But it wasn't so bad in terms of the housewarming because it wasn't, like, mostly family. It was more friends, and it was scaled back. And I don't know. It was more enjoyable to me this year or this season. I don't know why. It did feel like the family and the friends party was not... I think it took less time this year, or it felt that way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. A lot of the stuff was on the meetup. Usually they spend a lot of the episode with... The family and friends playing stupid games and winning stupid prizes. All right, let's dive in. All right, so we start with Brett and Ryan. Ryan meets his friend Fernando at a gym called Sweat 1000. Boys and girls, I have a story about Sweat 1000. (laughs) There's only one in the Houston area that would have been open at the time that they were filming the show. So that's the one that I went to. I don't even know how to describe how terrible this workout was. Like the instructor, had, like, the tiniest head-to-body ratio I've ever seen and these long golden locks. Like, he looked like a cartoon character. The workout itself, I went with someone who was considerably more fit than I am. I I feel like I did 50% of what I was supposed to do, and I wanted to die at the end. And even the person who I was with probably did, like, 75%. I was like, this is terrible. So I wonder if... Ryan really works out there. Because I'm like, Ryan, if you really worked out at Sweat 1000, like, don't get me wrong, he has a nice body, but he would literally be, like, in competition-ready shape if he really did Sweat 1000 all the time. So I wonder if they just met there. So I have some information for you on that. First of all, I had notes that Fernando was such a cutie. So Fernando is actually a friend of mine's trainer. So I find it interesting that they didn't say, like, maybe he's the trainer, but, like, because... Ryan is his client, but they said it was a friend. And she did confirm that they did not film at the gym that they go to. That that is not a gym that, you know, they ordinarily go to. So you are right in your assessment, aid. <laughs> I'm so, I, you know me. I, so I'm, yeah, that makes sense. Because they also did not, whatever workout they were doing, that was not the Sweat 1000 workout. Uh, the Sweat 1000 workout, the, the one thing that stuck out to me, because it was such a safety hazard is as you're like running around from station to station they keep the treadmill on so you're jumping on the treadmill as it is moving 
first of all, they were working out in front of the treadmills. I'm like, uh, okay, weird. I could see one treadmill in the background going. And I was like, yep, that's Sweat 1000. Just have the treadmill going even when no one's on it because they just want you to jump on it and run on it. <laughs> there are only two Sweat 1000s in the United States and both of them are in Houston. It's actually a, a South African fitness chain. I'm sorry, back to the topic. I <laughs> just buried at first sight. But when I saw them in Sweat 1000, of course I was excited. Like, yeah, I've been there. And then I recalled that terrible workout and I was like, oh my God. Um, so we find out that Fernando is married and he has a kid. So Ryan asks him, um, you know, how that's going. Um, because Ryan wants that in the near future. He makes a, Ryan makes a joke about hoping he'll still have time to work out. Um, despite the fact that he's married, which is, it's kind of similar to what she said last week about having time to talk to friends where, like you said, do both of them just imagine a life where you don't get to do anything now that you're married? so weird Ryan tells Fernando that it's been easier nothing has been forced conversation is easy Um, he immediately noticed that she's not a big traveler she's high stress she's high anxiety and that's the opposite of him and he says he finds himself being more carefree to make light of the situation for her sake Fernando asks about sex and he says no but they're affectionate and they're in the same bed every night He said that there's so many things to consider for his marriage, but he sees more positives every day. Any thoughts about that? No. I'm always just trying to get through. (laughs) She meets with her friend Christine. She says it's going real good. The honeymoon was awesome. She tells her that his favorite part was the spa. And she talks about how she wouldn't have picked kayaking's activity. It's not something she would do alone, but she would force herself in order to compromise. Christine asks about attraction, and she says he's like an action figure. She thinks he's hot. I was a little surprised by that. Why were you surprised? I I wouldn't call him an action figure. Like Ryan's body? Yeah, I mean, it's actually the little package they showed of him taking off his shirt. I was like, I guess he does have a nice Body. Let me tell you the problem with Ryan. Ryan looks like he shouldn't. The face doesn't help. I'm not saying he's ugly. I'm just saying like his demeanor and his facial expression is like dead behind the eyes. You just the next thing you're gonna think is not oh he's got a good body. But when they went paddleboarding and he took off his shirt, or when they went to the pool, you're like oh this is a pleasant surprise. You don't expect him to be fit, but he actually is. Very That's true. The problem. <laughs> So <laughs> she says that the attraction is there and Christine asks if it's mutual. She says, yeah, she says it's not a problem and it's been growing. They have their housewarming party. She does a nice toast for them. She mentions that she wants her spouse to be friends with her friends. Um, He ring checked and everybody's married. So Ryan says he's open to advice and he one person says like happy wife, happy life, or someone told him happy wife, happy life. I hate which that is, saying with all my heart. It's a phrase that needs to be thrown in the trash. Trash. And then burnt. They play a game where he has to describe how he would give her a job reference and he talks about how she called into work the other day. So he says that when she does, he would say when she does show up, she absolutely shows up. But if she's sick, she might not actually be sick. 
And she says, but she wasn't sick when she called in. And this was riveting conversation. Riveting. Um, it was also dumb. Why would you call her out knowing you're on camera? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the best joke, but I was like, whatever. I mean, it matches their energy, which is like boring and not that interesting. Um, she doesn't have a one that got away because she's the one that wants to, the, she's the one who got away. She talks about how it's important for their friends to like get along because she wants to be around her friends all the time. And he looks at her like she's crazy and he's like, I don't want to be about around your friends all the time, which makes sense. <laughs> you don't have to verbalize it. <laughs> Just don't be around them. <laughs> but it is a strange thing. That, like, I understood what she was saying. She's just saying, I want my friends to get along with my husband, which is, like, normal. It's just the being around them all the time thing that I think threw him for a loop. He's like, how much do you want to see these people? I think she just meant they're going to be in our lives. That's just simply what she meant. She just, it just came out that way. Do you think he went too hard on her in contradicting? Yeah, like it's just I just feel like everything doesn't need to be said. Like just <laughs> do it. Don't talk about it. Just let it be. You have to let some things go. So they do the whole exchange of friends things where some of his friends talk to her and some of her friends talk to him. Um she talks to his friends and her friend about how they have to stop themselves from talking. But they haven't gotten to that tender place yet. And his friend says, you know, just be gentle and da 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 uh, her, her friends and him say, they were talking to Ryan and they're like, you know, we were friends for a while. If you're not friends, if you don't have anything, then you don't have anything. And he says they have to get past the friend thing to the marriage thing. And she says she wants to know his feelings for her specifically. And that's where they leave things. They're yes. all to go okay. What are your thoughts? I have no thoughts. Yay, we're done. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I don't know. It's a talent. I'm watching them. I'm like, things are happening. But yet, nothing is happening. Like, I don't know how they do it, but it's possible. <laughs> all right. I'm glad I'm, glad I'm not the only one. I, I, I get a lot of affirmation that we come back every week, and I'm like, I don't really have anything to say. You're like, I don't have anything to say either. I'm like, it's not just me. Yeah, it's not just you because then I think okay, maybe when we talk about it, perspective. But then we start talking about it. Last week, I, I think I covered them. I was boring myself. So, I mean, yeah, yay, we're done. Okay. okay, all right. So now let's move to Johnny and Bao. There is enough drama with this couple. We don't know what they're gonna give us today. Bao is telling us that you know they both had positive thoughts about each other but as they get to know each other they are finding out that they are not perfect that's her and Johnny by the way and she is with her friend Hui and she tells him that he knows her husband Johnny Lam and that's still so weird to say and then her I guess her friend went to college with them and her friend was like so how did she feel that he thought that she was spaz since she already had expectations that it was going to be a stranger and then she finds out that he's not exactly a stranger and it's someone that she knows so Bao says that at first she did like her head is all like he's a party boy he's a frat boy all these notions of him but with every step that she took towards him she had positive thoughts because there are some positive things about Johnny. Aid, before I continue, can I just say that Bao washed her hair and it was looking good and I was happy that her hair looked good. 
I'm glad for you. <laughs> I'm glad so, for Bao too. I'm glad for her. That means she took a shower. So she tells him that Johnny can be dismissive and doesn't take a lot of stuff seriously. Hui says that, you know, as a guy, there's a lot of pressure when you suddenly have to think about another perspective, especially when you've been single for eight years, not dated seriously, and it takes a little bit of time to not think selfishly. Bao tells him that there is a disconnect on what he says and what he does, and, you know, she tells him the story of how he left um, to reset and tell her that this the reset was exactly what he needed. And I think... You know, Bao is right on that. Like, I feel I we watched an episode because even I, I'm doubting myself now where Johnny said, I'm into her. I like her. I think he can grow. He planned that whole thing, went on shopping spree with Jose. And then the next minute, there were all these doubts. So I think she's right on the disconnect. Agree. Uh, I, Johnny is really quite confusing. Many ways. Many ways. <laughs> So Hui continues to give perspective that some guys actually withdraw and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not committed. They just need time. I just want to tell you guys that this statement triggered me to the gods because I hate when people say that and say guys do this, whatever. Like sometimes guys move through relationships like women don't have doubts or women don't like we're just all in automatically and we don't necessarily work through it. So I don't know why you would withdraw if you are committed. <laughs> so, okay. But anyways, Bao says that she's still committed. And overall, she thinks that they were matched for the right reasons. And she's optimistic. And she thinks that if anyone is going to duck and run, it'll be Johnny. I don't think she's wrong. So then we have the boys meet up all together. I don't know where they met. I don't know if it was in the same building. Do you think? I think they were at a bar. At a bar? Some, oh, okay. I, I, and that was my one? guess. I don't know, but that was my guess. No okay. idea which one. <laughs> okay. So, so the boys meet up and start talking about the housewarming that's coming up later. Zach asked them what they're doing for it. Jose, as usual, is so enthusiastic, saying it's a full fiesta. It's going to be Mexican-themed. Ryan says that he has some boudin coming from Lake Charles. Where is that? Like, it's in Louisiana. Oh, okay. And it's and like, I'm like, uh, I mean, they make food down in Houston. There are Cajun food places, but I do know a lot of people who who ship in food for special events for, from Louisiana. Do we remember what Ryan does? Oil and gas. Yes, that is true. Okay, so he's paid. Okay. <laughs> and um, he's also having frozen daiquiris and the most impressive that was my fake weird French came out awkward sorry guys bored coming um, for the housewarming so Ryan asks if you know married life is what they expected and I thought this question was hilarious because everyone's acting like they don't see each other between filming when someone just made mention to going to the gym together in another scene but okay <laughs> We'll play um, along. We'll play along. Of course. Suspend all disbelief. Jose, once again, Jose is that nerdy kid in the class when the teacher asks a question. Me, me, pick me, pick me. I Put me in, coach. He's like, 
my expectations were far beyond what I expected. The chemistry, the connection, we can't keep our hands off each other. And then the guys fill Zach in. They're like, oh, you weren't there. Like, they can't keep their hands off each other. And they're always kissing. And then we get this weird montage. Or oh, maybe it's the music that was weird of them just always kissing each other. And then Ryan adds that, oh, and he also feeds her. And then I like that Johnny added, I think it's against her will, though. <laughs> so I wondered if this feeding happened after the conversation they had or before the conversation where Rachel is like, stop, don't feed me. <laughs> so Ryan says that Brett is cool as hell, but it still feels like they're friends or friends that are dating. Gil says that he's in the same position and he still hasn't got a kiss. And all the guys are like, whoa, what? And he says it doesn't bother him yet. Well, Zach asks, well, how long are you willing to wait? And Gil is honest and he's like, I don't know. And then good old Ryan is like, oh, have you met with Kyle yet? And I tweeted this last night. No, boo-boo. You just started. You do not just call him Kyle. We have our issues with him, but he's still our cow, and we say Pastor Cow. So put a pastor in front of that before you mention his name. Okay, Ryan? Thank you. That is you. not your age, mate. At all. You haven't even earned the right. Even Woody wouldn't call him Cow. <laughs> and Woody has the right. So, so um, Gil says, um, yes that they have and he questioned her and they went through all the questions and all the drill but I'm not going to bore you with that we we all watched it last week so um, of course they ask about consummating the marriage and Zach <laughs> just spills the beans about himself and Michaela and was like sheesh it's just been two days did you wear a hazmat suit like what did you do it was just funny but then he was like no that this happened um, before the honeymoon then felt, they asked, uh huh. I felt that Zach and Michaela messed up because he was like, Oh, she's going to kill me for saying this. I was like, The number one rule of maths is that when you have sex, you then have a conversation about whether you're going to lie about it, whether you're going to tell the crew, is one person going to be responsible for saying that we had sex? Like, there shouldn't be any confusion about whether or not she's going to be mad that you told the guys that you, you had sex. Yes, aid, but we have established that their communication is at a D minus. Because some people would say that they did not have the chance to be with each other, but they were FaceTiming and they were calling. So they did have that opportunity to have that conversation. But uh, yeah, they're not on the same page. So they asked Johnny. And before Johnny answers, there is a long silence about the state of his marriage. And he says, well, we're friendly, but it feels like I'm dating my friend and then they ask him if he feels like he has been friend zoned and this man has the audacity to shrug uh no then they ask him if Bao feels like she's been friend zoned and he tells them that actually she did mention that and made a comment about how she feels like she's the one that makes the moves Jose asks if he's attracted to her and he says somewhat and Gil is like what does that mean Listen, Gil is ready. He's a ready-made host. The water he's been mixed, he's ready to pour. <laughs> and Johnny says, she's not my type. What? Johnny, and you've been on 100 dates. You don't have a type. You really don't. You, you just don't want have a type. to make you feel good. 
So Gil says, okay, but you have some attraction to her? And then he goes, oh, no, 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 no. I'm physically attracted to her. Oh, my God. This is the most complicated thing. Like, you can't lead with she's not my type. It's going to think that it's not physical. Like, of course, that's going to be the first thought. So Gil says, okay, type-wise, what do you mean she's not your type? And he goes, oh, no, personality-wise, she's not my type. Gil said, well, have you talked to her about it? Because... He's in this. He's in the same boat with his wife that they had a conversation, and she said that he's not the kind of guy that she normally would date. And he said the same. He saw her out, and someone described her to him. He wouldn't say it is, but he is happy with her. Y'all know I don't like Gil, so I was just mad that he was just making all the sense. So, (laughs) (laughs) Gil tells us that he thinks that Johnny is used to a certain type. That he doesn't recognize what is good for him and what he needs in the long run. Which is so important because a lot of people are so hung up on types or whatever it is that have types. But don't realize like it's what you need, not what you want. But Jose says that you have to see why the experts matched you and there's a give and take. You can grow together but you have to be patient. And then Zach just pipes in because I think Zach was getting triggered. And he's like, but what if it just doesn't work? He says, you know, I understand where Johnny's coming from and he's clearly going through some inner turmoil, but he respects that, you know, Johnny's being open and honest. Because I guess Zach didn't really talk a lot about, you know, their issues. So I think that's why he was respecting him, right? I think so. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell when someone doesn't talk about their issues. Is it because they're trying to keep it private? Or is it because they're trying to just put up a front? All of you are in the same, you know, trench together. You might as well be honest. You forgot a third option. Or the editors just cut it out. (laughs) There's that. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Because he was spinning everything else. I don't know why he just wouldn't say that. But um, Johnny tells us that, you know, okay, he's having his interview now. And then he tells us that he thought he was ready when he agreed to get married. At this point, he's starting to cry, but maybe he wasn't ready. And now he's married to Bao, and she's fucked because he is shit. Guys, it was bleeped out. I don't know what they said. This is me just filling, <laughs> filling I in. I fill in the same profanity as you. I had different ones. Okay. What was yours? What was your fill in the blanks? I just had fucked for both of them. <laughs> That's true. I thought about that the second time, but I felt like calling him shit. So <laughs> could have been either. <laughs> so at this point, Johnny leaves the group to go to the bathroom and Jose follows him to check on him. He asks him what's wrong and tells him that, you know, he has his support and he hugs him. And for a split second, I felt bad for Johnny. Like Johnny really wraps his arms around Jose like, bruh, I'm fucked. I don't know what I'm doing. But that was just for a split second. I do not feel bad for Johnny. He's a grown ass man. So Um, (laughs) I don't feel bad for Johnny either. I just look at Johnny and I'm like, you need to get it together. I don't I'm not sure you should have ever been here to begin with. But now that you're here, I can't have you crying every week about nonsense. Get it together, man. Do you want to be married or not? I'm not even sure if we've answered the question, do you want to be married to Bow or not? I'm still at the question of, does Johnny want to be married? Yeah. Here's the part. Okay, so remember the beginning of the season? We were excited because there were people in their 30s. I just don't understand 
keep that energy. You want to be married, you want to be married. We live in a world where information is at your fingertips. I don't believe there are anybody in their mid-30s who has dated or who has been around people who thinks that you're just going to go into a marriage, whether it's a stranger, whether it's someone you know, and it's just going to be easy peasy. So when these people come in and say, nah, it's not what I expected, what, 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 were, you what expect- were you expecting? <laughs> like, it's so annoying. So if they were like 26 or 24, maybe I'll give you grace. But you're fucking 35 or whatever the fuck you are. I'm so mad, guys. Sorry. <laughs> don't come out here acting like you didn't know or you don't know and you don't, you're not extending grace, especially when the one fact in life is you're not perfect. So don't expect that the other person is going to be perfect too. So whatever. I feel like you're very angry and I'm very annoyed. I... I I know that it's me, but honestly, when he started crying, I was like, bitch, stop crying. Like, get it together. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm married. She's married to me. Now we're fucked because I did it. I'm like, get it together. Yeah. I, I just don't think it's fair. I think I always get riled up with maths when it involves somebody else's emotions and how it may affect them in the long run. And I felt that way about Paige last season. And I really feel like he's lucky that Bao is taking everything in stride because he's really just doing a number. You're nitpicking, nitpicking when the issue is really you. So that's why I'm getting really annoyed. Like, you really should have solved your issues before you came on this show. But anyway, I'll give him one-tenth of a point for at least starting to come to the understanding that he is the problem. Problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. True. So Johnny wonders if his expectations are too high and unrealistic. The answer is yes, Johnny. And he steps away from his interview. And at this point, he's cursing. And I have no idea what he's saying. (laughs) So they're back at the apartment. And Johnny is with Bao. And they're brushing their teeth. And he's telling us that, you know, the pressure versus his romanticized notion of what marriage should be. He feels that the other guys are more in sync with their wives than he feels with Bao. And he's still waiting for that deeper connection. I'm telling you, Aid, and I know I sound like a broken record, but this is where I think it's detrimental to compare your relationships to other people because you forget that it's just been two weeks. I don't know why their expectations of being in love and doing, like, just be and just allow. So I feel like he's comparing himself to other people. This is, like, good advice for life, people, including married at first sight. (laughs) Comparison is the thief of joy. (laughs) And you were right, because you called it out before. Having all these couples meet up means they start comparing themselves. They're in bed, and Bao asks how he's feeling. And I don't know how this woman still has, like, compassion and patience. Like, it's really impressive and good for her. Um, Ask her how he's feeling. He says it's okay, and she's like, you don't seem okay. And Johnny tells her about the guy's hangout, how it was a lot of fun, but it hit him about what was wrong about their relationship. And more specifically, like he pointed out, Aid, what was wrong with him? And he knows that she's into it and she's into him, but why is he focusing on only the negative things? And he goes, what if he went in for the right reasons, but he wasn't ready? Bao tells us that, or that it's disappointing for her to hear because she's putting in a lot, but she feels in her gut that he isn't ready. And it's sad to learn that your fear might be a valid reality. That was sad. 
Yes, yes. But so I'm bounce. telling you, Bell's taking this like a champ. Not good. And I yeah. actually am glad because I felt like last week she was very much like, I'm not taking that on, which was good. Mm-hmm. But this week, I'm glad she's actually being like, no, it's on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Bao simply just tells him, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. And she has so many thoughts. And Johnny's like, yeah, maybe we should sleep on it and talk about it later, which I thought was dismissive. Because you just dropped a huge thing on her and then she tells you I have many thoughts and you're like, yeah, let's just sleep about it. I've said what I have to say. Who worry about you? <laughs> Who cares <still>? about you? <laughs> <laughs> so it's time for their housewarming and they're setting up uh, with their island theme and that actually looked fun. It looked bright and cheery and stuff. And Johnny said it's one of the things he was looking forward to hanging out with other married couples. I think this is part of the problem. This is your goal to hang out with other married, <laughs> married couples. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's what you can tell. That's like a key indicator in how Johnny sees the world. That marriage is not something between two people. It's like something you present forward. Yeah, the social event, the optics. <sighs> so <laughs> he said, you know, it's just been two weeks and, you know, I'm not ready to call her my forever person. And I'm struggling because there's no spark. I'm sick of Johnny, you guys. Like, nobody asked you <laughs> to call her your forever person. Nobody asked you for anything. Like, you're just looking for all the things. Just enjoy yourself, my good sir. So Bao says she doesn't know how she feels about her marriage right now. And they still have a lot of talking to do. So that means they slept on it, woke up, and they still didn't have to talk like Johnny said. And the producer asks if she's stressed out. And Bao says, I want to do this and get it done. Which I think to mean the interview or the housewarming. I wasn't sure. I took it as a housewarming. Johnny's um, friend is his cousin, Brian, who was there with his wife. And they've been married for two months. And then Bao's friends also came by. They're also a couple. They've been married for six years. And they give Johnny a gift because they couldn't give him a wedding gift. And it turns out to be a book. The title is blurred out, but uh, they read out the title. So I don't know why it was blurred out. And the title is She Comes First, A Thinking Man's Guide to Pleasuring a Woman. All of the thoughts, but I say nothing. Bao is very happy that he got the book. And she goes to her friend, hugs her friend, and is like, thank you. And Johnny could not identify the fruit on the cover. So I'm guessing he didn't get it was a reference to a vagina. But um, it was a papaya. And Johnny, I think it was a joke, says, I don't eat papaya. And I'm like, hey, I mean, the man already told us he only has vanilla sex. So, you know. (laughs) Don't expect a lot was too revealed. Much. A lot was revealed in that very short interaction. <laughs> so, a little part of me wondered if Bao had said something. I know they said they've been intimate, but I, I, they hadn't had sex. At, so I don't know if she said something to her friend because Johnny's like, I think it's strange that Bao's friend gave her a sex book. I'm like, nobody. She gave it to you. So, she handed you the gift, my friend. She handed it to you. 
Mm, make of that what you will. So they do that thing where they separate and then they ask her her expectations and oh, aid. How many variations of these questions do we have to endure? Like, oh, I, I can't even imagine what it's like to be a couple just answering the same thing over and over again. Bao says it's intense and the other couples are taking their time to get to know each other because they don't know each other. So they're having petty fights. But for them, they're having deep conversations and deep disagreements as well. Her friends ask if, you know, they're both 100% in. And Bao says she is 100% and Johnny is about 90%. I actually think that's generous. Very generous. What would you give Johnny? What 75 at most. I think that's fair. <laughs> so... Bao's friend asked what the probability um, percentage would be. He's talking to Johnny at this point. And Johnny's like, oh, he's still filling it out and probably 65%. So Brian asked, what is the 35% that is missing? And Johnny says that they need to be closer and more intimate. And, and he's building that up. Johnny asked Brian how he can get her to open up. And Brian says that Bao has a lot of love to give. But Johnny has to accept all of her and be all in so that she can open up and you can enjoy all of the love that she has to give. You know what? For all this talk about Bao being guarded and doesn't like physical touch, I think her actions speak louder than whatever personality has been assigned to her. I do think that Bao has been open with Johnny. She's been open. She's been affectionate. She's been, like... That's why I'm running out of so much sympathy for him. I, Bao yeah. has her stuff, but for what we can see, she just seems to be doing more than he is doing. He just seems to be engaging in a lot of mental freakouts every every couple days or so. I'd like to call it warfare. Like <laughs> mental warfare within himself. <laughs> but yeah, I think she's doing all the things that she's supposed to do. I don't know what more he wants from her. So Bao tells the ladies that, you know, she's all in and she just needs him to be there with her. Johnny tells us that he's committed to learning as much about her and figuring out if their relationship has legs to go the distance. They climb into the bed. They have a lot of pillow talk or they show us a lot of their pillow talks. They probably need a spinoff pillow talk. And Johnny said, uh, you know, he's telling Bao that he has been feeling unsure, but today he felt good. Bao says she went in all optimistic and because Johnny stepped in and got the job done, that even though they had their argument, she feels like they work well together. And she has a lot of respect for him doing that, that it means a lot to her that he put everything aside and he, it's, it made her feel like he's still in it with her. And Johnny adds that as long as they can talk things out that they can work through their problems. I still insist that Johnny's too honest, so he needs to keep some things to himself. Bao tells us that it would feel great if they both say yes on decision day. And Johnny said for the first time, it seems smooth and there's hope on the horizon. They kiss and the way they kiss, I'm like, is this foreplay? Is there gonna be some shagging in the bed? The preview makes us believe that, yeah. Yeah, but at the time I hadn't seen the preview. So I was just like, okay, this is a different kind of kiss. You know, you can tell that kiss has been something else. But yeah, 
But yeah, so that was it for Johnny and Bao. And once again, they leave us on a roller coaster. Like, I don't even know what to think. Where do you stand with Johnny and Bao right now? I'm very suspicious that they had a good day or whatever after they socialized, which is something that Johnny likes to do. Oh, hey, that is good insight. I just, I'm like, so Johnny got to do something that he had envisioned for marriage, which was be part of a couple at a party. And suddenly he was happy because he got to be outgoing Johnny for a day. Like, well, that's great. Tomorrow there's not a party. There's just the two of you in marriage. How that's going to go? Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Johnny wants to have all the labels of a good relationship without with none of the work. Hmm. We'll, we'll see how see. next week goes. I, <laughs> I remain hopeful. I mean, I feel like Johnny has a lot of psychological issues to work out in a short amount of time. But I, I, I still have some hope for Johnny about, but it's fading. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next we have Merla and Gil. We have a super cute moment where he is in his fire truck and she's like sitting at a coffee shop or whatever and he pulls up and she's like oh are you stalking me and she goes and says hello and I thought it was adorable I also think I'm a sucker for this fire truck it was so cute (sighs) so that was followed by these two finally talking about real bills instead of talking about Marilyn in her closet they actually sit down with a pen and a paper and they go through their bills their budget Gil says finances are a touchy subject for anyone, and he is more particular about where his money goes. <laughs> he says they need to sit down and talk about it, but they are definitely standing at the kitchen island. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they talk about car notes, rent, etc. They talk about how they need to set goals. He, You know, they go through stuff, and then... He's like, you don't have a budget for groceries? As if that's some sort of scandalous thing. Look, like, yeah. Hey, do you have a budget for groceries? Mm, No, I don't. But I have an idea. I have, like, an estimate of how much I want to spend. But no, I do not have a budget. I always have an estimate of how much I want to spend. And then I go and I'm like, oh, crap. That's not the number I had in mind. But (laughs) it's... I counted up how much money I spent on groceries in one month, and I was like, you know, I just don't need to know this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they used to order out anyways. I mean, you in general, like, I buy groceries, and then I'm like, eh, I don't feel like it today. <laughs> I think what I find the music is, like, when I was, like, younger and didn't have any money, I didn't have a budget for groceries then either. It's like, this is the amount of money I have, this is how much I can spend at the grocery store. Like, this yeah. week, I'll be eating peanut butter and jelly. It's a good thing I like peanut butter and jelly, and it's cheap. Um, yeah. I, anyway, I, I just, I'm going to be upset this whole time because I'm very annoyed with Gil and his attitude. I am with you. I was going to say before you started, like, I'm just going to be pissed off this entire segment, but I was like, let me be in my best behavior. <laughs> he asked her how much her lashes cost. She says it's irrelevant. It is irrelevant. I'm- I'm sorry, Aid. I thought that was so rude. I thought that was because they were talking about, I think they were still talking about how much you spend on whatever. And then he's just like, well, how much do your lashes cost? And I just thought that was the rudest thing ever. And I lost it. <laughs> I screamed out loud. 
she, then he's like, what's your shopping budget? She's like, I don't have a shopping budget. She pays her credit card off at the end of every month, and she doesn't shop every month. I just feel like Gil has an inflexible mind, and there's only one way that money should work for him. I think me and Mirla are much more aligned in our financial thinking, which is why I'm like, what is this Joker talking about? Yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. For me, it's like he's not actually saying what the issue is because for everything he throws at her, she's good. She doesn't debt. She has savings. She pays for all of her bills and she has extra to buy the things she wants. What exactly is your issue? I don't think I've heard him verbalize it till today. So they share their bank account information. They show each other balances. Here's what he's impressed with her savings. <laughs> she has plenty in her 401k. For reasons I cannot comprehend, his savings are in Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, an, I'm, you know, I am an immigrant. My family is immigrants. I feel pretty secure in judging this. I'm like, are you planning to buy a house in Colombia? Why are you sending money to Colombia to save it? For what? And she she asks if he can pull from that money for an emergency, and he does say yes. But I'm like, but why? If it's your emergency fund, why is it not here in the states? Why didn't he even show her his pesos over there? Last <laughs> I knew, Colombia banks have apps too. Open it up and show her what these alleged savings are. Everything you don't think the savings problem. exist? I, I, you yeah, said alleged. I, I, <laughs> Because it doesn't make any sense. Why are you saving your money in Colombia? Are you fleeing the country? I just I don't get it. I was just like, but why? I I honestly thought maybe you're planning to buy a house. Maybe like I, I could think of reasons why you would have savings in Colombia, but he didn't say anything about that. Everything he said sounded like bullshit. Like I was like, what are you even like? You mean you gave her all this shit and you don't even have a savings? And then he made a comment like, we're in different tax brackets and that's a red flag. <laughs> Why is that? A... I'm, I'm over, Gil. <laughs> um, she looks at his retirement and says, that's too slow, too. <laughs> <sighs> um, she says, for us to buy a home, we can't touch your savings account, so we need to start from scratch. We're going to have to wait a while to get a home. I feel like I've been too passionate, so I think I'm just going to keep quiet and just take a deep breath. This here. is just such nonsense. It really is. As I said before, Gil does not have a reason to have all these thoughts and feelings about her finances. There's something within him that he cannot verbalize. I, I, it's not like I have never in my life, nor will I probably ever spend $700 on a pair of shoes. But I can understand why a person who has the $700 and it really doesn't make a difference in their life, in their savings, in their retirement, goes out and spends $700 on shoes. So yeah. I'm just really confused as to why Gil can't see that. Yeah. I think everybody has that one thing, no matter what their financial status is, it's just something they would spend money on because it gives them joy. And life is too short not to, especially when you're not putting your finances in any detrimental situation. So why not? 
So for someone so understanding and Mr. Nice Guy, I don't know why he can't comprehend this. And not only can he not, it's not like he's just commentating on it. He spent, it feels like we said before, it feels like he's trying to like bring her down for her. Bring her down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything. I will say though, in the beginning, when I was, my brain was refusing to comprehend that there was nothing in the account or the savings were in Colombia. I thought he was saying like, oh, I send a lot of money back home. And like you said, I mean, we're immigrants. That's common. My brain just really was rejecting the fact that he sends his savings to Colombia. I thought he meant he was just sending money home to his mom. If so, he had no savings because he was sending money home, that would that is not incomprehensible to me. Yeah. But then just say that. <laughs> I, I just think we were owed an explanation as to why are why did Merlin not even ask? Why are you saving your money in Colombia? What is the reason? It'll probably be some tax bullshit. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways. You're a U.S. citizen. You're taxed everywhere. Moving your money to Colombia will not help you. I mean, um, it's on camera now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, the girls meet up just like the guys meet up. They talk about their party planning. Mirla says she loves brunch and she's ordering for Blue Seals. Okay. Uh, I went to Lucille's for dinner a few months ago. It was amazing. The only mistake I made was not going to Lucille's for brunch instead. Um, Lucille's is also featured on High on the Hog, the Netflix documentary um, about black food. And it's like Journey from Africa to America. It's really good. You guys should you should watch it. Um, so she talks. Apparently they have this croissant French toast. Have you been to Lucille's, Tade? No, I haven't. I haven't been to Houston in years. I guess I forgot. <laughs> you say years like it's been years. Like before the pandemic, you were in Houston. Okay, sure. For two days. So I didn't count it, but yeah. Um, Brett makes a joke. Oh, that's why I saw you at the gym because you know you got to work off Lucille's before you eat it, I guess. Bao says they're doing an island theme <laughs> because they kind of went to an island. Mirla is like, we did not go to an island. <laughs> Michaela said he's here and he's clear and he's healthy. They're getting through it. Things are okay. They show us a replay of the fight as if we could forget. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't want to share. I kind of like was like, liar! But then I'm like, you know, you don't have to put everything out there. Yeah. That is true. She's still a liar, though. <laughs> <laughs> they all agree it's been a long week. There's no food in the fridge. It's still like living like a ho- in a hotel. Like the home feeling isn't there. Uh, but Mirla says that being together is an easier part of the process. Ryan lost $5 because they had a bet on Gil and Mirla kissing, which they still haven't done yet. Brett tells us in an interview that she can't imagine not having kissed her husband. Then Brett asks everybody about consummation. So when Brett says the whole thing about she can't imagine being in the same house, I might have mentioned something similar. I respect Merla's position. She has a right to do whatever she wants to. But I still think it's weird if you like someone and you just don't want to kiss them. Like, do you think... Do you think it means something or do you think it's not? Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just what it is. 
I want to see this play out. I'm not making judgments on the kissing because I just remember Karen and Miles took forever. By the, by the first meetup, they had kissed. But I just, I want to see how this plays out. Okay. Dude, I'm just like, no one's asking you to tongue each other down, but just like a peck. Like when she walked up to the fire truck, I actually thought she was, but I was like, oh, she probably isn't. But... I feel like what they kiss is going to be off camera. No one's going to be there. I, I will say I don't understand why they haven't kissed, but I don't see it as like a death knell for their relationship. I still have hope for them, even though they haven't kissed. Okay. Bao says that Johnny has commitment issues and he defaults to a checklist. At the first conflict, he swipes right on someone else. <laughs> She's not wrong. He thinks he'd just get the perfect person if he keeps on swiping. If we get into an argument, oh, that's not on the checklist. And she's just like, once again, Bao is really not taking this on. She's just like, this is a Johnny problem, not a Bao problem. At this point, Dr. Viviana pipes into some nonsense, but I can't really remember what she said. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I didn't take notes on that. So. <laughs> I think it was like, it felt like a cut and paste. So it's just some, the usual things they always say. People do keep on comparing Dr. Viviana's um, get up to Pocahontas, though. <laughs> and each time I see it, I'm like, oh, they're not lying. Um, it is alike. <laughs> so, so after the meetup, Merla's back at home. Gil comes in. She says hello, I think, before she gets to tattling on the dog. He almost came into the room and he slobbered on her. And Gil's like, I'll try to come up with a mechanism for him not to slobber. I said, no, I'm not taking you seriously. (laughs) (laughs) He asked how the girls are. She said that they didn't have a chance to get into details because there's five of us and because they're girls, they could be there for 24 hours talking. But Johnny and Bauer are having issues. It took Johnny a long time, he said somewhat, so he needs a yes or no. Gil talks more about how Johnny seemed like he wasn't happy. Gil says that he likes Bao, but he doesn't know her behind closed doors, and he doesn't really know who she is, that people can seem genuine, that doesn't mean that they are genuine. Then they FaceTime his mom, which was super sweet. We get a clip back of the wedding where his mom had sent... Uh, an audio message. It was really nice. His mom is real sweet. They have a whole conversation with her in Spanish. She says that Marilyn's pretty. Gil calls her bougie again. Marilyn's Marilyn, so she's just like, how can we bring him to my level? (laughs) (laughs) She tells his mom that he's handsome, and he says it feels good when she says that because they haven't kissed. He calls her extra again. Mirla, and I love this about her because I would like Gil to verbalize this too. What do you mean by extra? She wants examples and he's like, you can't come up with anything. I thought it was cute too. The whole thing with his mom. Like, yeah, they're not kissing, but Mirla's like all up on him. Like, they're yeah. affectionate. Yeah. I, I think at that moment I was like, yep, Mirla likes Gil. Like, She's just she's showing it in ways, and sometimes it's 
better like again actions speak better louder than words like you know she's showing it i think she's making him feel comfortable so maybe that's what makes it easier to go without the kiss you know I feel like Marilyn will say I love you before she kisses this man. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn says she's not looking forward to the party, that it's a lot for an introvert. Hey, um, I felt that in my soul. <laughs> I think I could, as an, also an introvert, I could feel it. But I was also like, these parties have like five guests. Like, that's the perfect size party for an introvert. No, aid. you like hosting or you don't mind hosting. Let me not say like, but you don't mind like, oh, getting food together, having people over, right? Right. I don't even want to think about it. It gives me straight anxiety of people coming around the house. I don't want it at all. I mean, it gives me anxiety, but that doesn't mean that I don't want it. Like the last time I had people over for dinner, I was very stressed out, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. No, and I enjoyed I them once they arrived because, you know, I like them. No, I don't want it and I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly Will, Willie are his friends who come in. Kimberly has a good read on them. She asks if they've been in a fight. Before they even answer, she's like, I don't really expect you to fight. She said, from what I know of Gil, you're like the female version. As far as temperament, there's nothing to like. So her example is, if he was like, I don't like that dress, you'd just be like, okay, get over it. Maybe I'll wear the pink one instead. And then they all laugh, and he's like, I like the dress. But honestly, Kimberly has a good read there, because that's kind of how they talk to each other. Yep. She did. Once again, this man starts talking about her closet. (laughs) I can't hear it anymore. He starts making fun of how she has a hanger that holds up to 10 pairs of jeans. Then they show us the video. That hanger holds five jeans max. Oh, my God. I just, it's the, it's the Brooke boy mentality. Like, get over it, son. I will say this. We spent a lot of time on Gil and Mirla and two issues. They have a kissed and her closet. The fact that we spent so much time on those two issues tells me they don't have anything else. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And then we have an interview with Mirla, and she says, my husband loves to joke around about my standard of the things that I like, and I love that we have a joking back and forth and have fun. So as much as we're bothered by it, Mirla doesn't seem to be that bothered by it. This is true. I know, and when she said that, I was like, okay, Tan, you need to let it go. She ain't even mad, so why are you mad? (laughs) (laughs) Although if I was her... Give it a couple more weeks. She will be bothered. Yeah. It, it, it can get annoying quick. Like, is there anything else you have? Exactly. But that also says there is nothing else for these producers to, to focus on. Thank God. Yeah. How's it, so they the friends are asking, how's it been with a stranger? She says it's natural and normal. It's flowing easy. Gil says it's been smooth. He um, he says he knows enough to trust her, which I actually think is a pretty big deal. Um, it is. But it, do you remember a couple of episodes, I think, The Honeymoon, where he says he trusts her because she's the kind of person that's very open and honest about where she stands on things, the, even though she says all these things, but he knows that w- her word is bond. Oh, I forgot about that, but that lines up with him trusting her. 
Willie says it's beautiful and he likes the energy around them. So they talked about having homework for Pastor Cal because they know how to address people properly. <laughs> Gil starts talking about she won't change her lifestyle. He wants a little compromise. It's the principle. What what he wants to compromise on, we still don't know. <laughs> they both say yes, that they're, they both consider the other one attractive. But Gil does tell them, like, oh, if she doesn't kiss me by decision day, I told her, like, we're done. Um, he said it nicer than that, but that's what he said. <laughs> I love how proud Merla is always to say, nope, well, I haven't kissed him. Do your worst. <laughs> I don't care. That's on you. I'm good. <laughs> oh, so they talk about how this is like a different way to be married. Gil says like the cooking cut away, but this is the signature dish. I was like, that's interesting. They're all eating their Lucille's. And then Dion and Gil go off to talk. Once again, Dion does not seem like the man you should be discussing with this with. The first time it wasn't, and this time I don't think it is either. So he asked her male best friend about the kissing. Have you seen it take a while for her to get close to people? He's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, it's been eight to ten years of friendship. And he says, I can't really speak to this. And Gil is like, she, you know, why would I engage if I don't know or believe it will last past eight weeks? Then Willie and Merla are off having a conversation. And it's about money, of course. He's like, he spends, but it seems like you spend more. She's like, well, I make more. And <laughs> money, <laughs> money does not drive him, she says. She is driven by money. We're talking about marriage, home, family. That costs money. Where's the lie? Mm-hmm. No <laughs> lies. She says she's not going to move into an apartment like his. <laughs> <laughs> like, Gil isn't the only one that can throw digs, so <laughs> we even... I don't think his apartment looked terrible or anything. I think she just wants nicer, and she can afford nicer, so why not? Yep. Uh, um, they kind of ended on that awkward note of like being separate and talking about things like the money and the apartment and the spending and the affection so honestly I'm very hopeful about Gil and Merla yeah and if you notice compared to the wedding Willie was smart enough to shut up he didn't even argue he just let Merla say what she didn't say and then he just smiled like yep there's nothing I can say to this so but yeah, but so far so good. I think they're going well and I like their pace and I just like the energy around them. Like anytime they're together. It's very positive. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. It is. So now we're on to Rachel and Jose. We start with these two going to a flower plant place to buy plants together. Rachel says Jose has a plan. She picks up some time and he's like, the texture's crazy. She picks out some kale. He's like, oh, what about butter lettuce? (laughs) Rachel says he's not controlling. He's more of the kitchen cooking person and he had a plan. She has no arguments on which plants to get. Aid, do you think 
Jose is controlling. I feel like we see a lot of that on social media. I don't exactly get that impression. And I don't know if I'm on my own on that. But do you think he's controlling? I don't, actually. Yeah. I don't think he's controlling. I feel like when there are two people and one of them is always thinking and planning ahead, that Mm -hmm. person sometimes could win by default because they're the ones who went in with a plan. But if you go to the plant store, you don't care what you get and another person knows exactly what they want. What are you going to do? Argue for the sake of it? Yeah, I agree with that. I think Jose just already, he's very decisive. He knows what he wants. And, but I think I give him points because like we mentioned last episode, he catches himself and then he tries to pull back or tries to stop or consider Rachel. And I guess it doesn't help because Rachel, like what she just said in this scenario you just described, where she's like, eh, it's not a big deal. I'm just going to let it go. Let it be. So it seems like he's being controlling, but it's just, I mean, he's not going to dim his light. So they talk about how these plants are special because they're the buried people plants. They have to keep it alive by watering it every day. Just sorry, just like their marriage. Whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, Merla. <laughs> too corny for you. <laughs> too corny for me. I'm like, so what if the plant dies? Is that the end of your marriage, or it did the plant the just die? It is. Whatever happens to the plant happens to them. I think I prefer a tree because I feel like they're easier to keep alive if I was going to dedicate my marriage to something. (laughs) Killed a lot of plants in my day. Um, (laughs) So they have their housewarming party. They already told us it was going to be Mexican themed at the guy meetup. Jose is so happy to see his dad. Much like Johnny, he's excited to have people over so he could tell them how wonderful his marriage is. Um, they talk about how they had fun at the honeymoon. Now their sunbirds are peeling. Rachel's outfit is very cute. Mm-hmm. Jose says he got everything he wanted. Um, one of their friends asked about difference of opinion. And so finances. And Jose says not to toot the horn. I was like, you have never missed an opportunity to toot the horn about you and your money. (laughs) Not one time. He says he has a house in Pearland and she likes to travel, but that's like single Rachel. He says it's not a problem, but she's like, I'm taking you to Europe whether you like it or not. He has a money plan. She says separate accounts. They still haven't figured out this account business. There is no no right one way but Jose's like, I want one account. <laughs> His stepmom in an interview. His stepmom is one of my favorite people on this show, to be honest. She's like, he needs to lighten up or it's going to be a problem in an interview. And then... I think she, I think she enjoys being on TV. <laughs> good for her. She's not, she's on TV talking sense. So if you're going to be there, at least make yourself useful. Which is fine. I think the only question I've always had is just like, how come she has more say in his marriage than his mom? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe she was just more available for filming. It could be something as simple as that. Again, she she will be available because she wants to be on TV. (laughs) Okay, okay, my bad. (laughs) And then because this party and this finance talk is not terrible enough, Jose brings out his board, which means he brought his board from his house to their apartment. This board bothers you. 
My friend messaged me and was like, this board makes no sense. What is this about? What are all the numbers? <laughs> That's what I said. And then to bring it out at a party. Like, this dude is very excited about his buddy. Uh, I told you, he's that kid in class. All right, guys, you can leave. I have a question, sir. <laughs> Rachel says in an interview, Jose has been planning to be married for a long time. I guess her point is she hasn't been planning as long as him. She wants to share all of her like fun things with him. But yeah. he just doesn't want to spend money. <laughs> she said she only thought about getting married last year, so I have to catch up. <laughs> She's like, I only thought about married when these married at first people found me. Contact. <laughs> she oh, has God. strong feelings about her traveling, but him being dismissive about something she's passionate about is making her nervous about our future. And I think she should be nervous. She <laughs> said she's scared of being restricted, and he's worried I'm going to spend all the money. I think this is a valid, this is something valid that Brett and Ryan can consider about not being able to do and not things like going to the gym or talking to your friends. Now, like your husband saying, well, no, you can't travel anymore. That's a valid concern. Step up <laughs> in their little discussion. She's a, she's, she's a chip. She's like, he can't control 110%. You're working too. You just don't want to give up all your control. I think she knows her stepson pretty well. She's, you know, recounting her experience. <laughs> Maybe there's a like father like son situation. She's like, don't do it, save yourself. <laughs> I don't think, I th yeah, I don't know who needs to talk to Jose to like smack some sense into him. But you cannot tell a woman who's been working, making her money for her whole life, oh, we're just going to do what I want to do now. Like, that's not how this yeah. works. That's not. Also, do you think anyone can talk some sense into Jose? Jose thinks he's the shit. When he said all the stuff about she may see stuff on social media and she wants it, I thought that was rude. Yeah, she sees Greece on social media and she wants to go there. How oh terrible. <laughs> like, she doesn't have a mind of her own or she's not. I mean, you saw that she had a globe and she already has the places she wants to go to. So... Oh, you know what we forgot to mention? What? Oh, they started drinking. And that really seemed to make a change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he needed to put that modelo down. Because uh, he was uh, enthusiastic. <laughs> oh, you know what I forgot to ask you, Aid? Did you watch Escape from the Palace? I didn't. I did get around to it. It's been very busy. Um, Just so you guys could, I guess, know. I went from Houston to D.C., to Pennsylvania, to D.C. I didn't have time to watch Escaping the Palace. Okay. But I am. I am. They have a special extended version on, I think, on Saturday. Yeah. Did you watch it? <laughs> no, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that it was on. So, yeah. I might. Who knows? All right. When our last couple, which was Michaela and Zach. So Zach is telling us that there are still things he needs to work on with his relationship with Michaela. It has not been easy and his energy has changed. That is an understatement. 
He's hanging out with his friend, Jerron, and he tells Jerron that married life has been a unique experience with highs and lows, and he tells him that he's seen red flags in the last few days. He says his biggest issue is the way Michaela handles things, and it's not something that he's accustomed to. So for those who don't watch Unfiltered, Zach explains again to his friend that he woke up at 7 a.m. to take the dog to daycare, and she had made it clear the night before that she doesn't like to be woken up. After Pascal came and they had that conversation, she actually left again. Was that your understanding too? Yes. And I was like, what? I thought that was a breakthrough. (laughs) So... After that, they spoke on the phone and he thought they had reconciled their differences for that whole day. He thought the convo went well, but then an hour later, she texts him and says that she's not doing the house for me. <sighs> and then Jerron tells him that whether you are strangers or not, there's always conflicts and reality doesn't always meet expectations. He tells us that Zach definitely has these fairy tale expectations, but in a real healthy relationship, you have to be realistic and patient. Zach says that he's worried that if it's this bad for minor issues, what happens when the serious stuff comes along and his relationships in the past have ended due to them being confrontational, you know, the loud, boisterous, make a scene type stuff. Um, he basically described Michaela. <laughs> So, <laughs> but Zach, that's your type. This is very confusing because he has a type. You know that thing men do. I don't like drama. I don't like drama. And then they meet who you're with. Um, you do like drama, but <laughs> yeah. So Zach, um, no, oh, Zach says that something he wants to get a- that that's something he wants to get away from because it's not healthy. And Jerron asks him, do you think it's something she can get away from? And Zach says, I hope so. But if it's going to be like this, he's not going to be able to do this. So they have the girls night out. And, you know, we see that Michaela is being all weird and lying and keeping things to her chest, close to her chest. So it's the housewarming part. And Michaela said, you know, she was in a gorgeous dress, by the way. I thought she looked so pretty. Her makeup was really nice, too. And she said she had, she had a change of heart after she went to sleep. So for those of you who underestimate the power of sleep, look what it can do. It <laughs> makes you rest, think about stuff. So her girls come over. Her girls are called Courtney and Janu. And she says when she saw her girls, that was all she needed. And she was back on track. She tells them that, you know, it's been a lot, but they're working on getting better and working on their communication styles. So they're asking her about the marriage, the usual questions that they ask. Um, She did mention, I want to point out, that he's a toothpaste crusher. And yes, we are out here, those of us who do not like toothpaste crushing. So let us not forget that I'm also a toothpaste crusher. I wasn't going to call you out. (laughs) I have no shame about it because these people who are obsessed about the way the toothpaste is squeezed are the ones with the real problems like Tate. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) So they ask where Zach is. And just as they ask, he walks in with Jerron and his energy was terrible. You could tell he did not want to be there. But, you know, he thanks Michaela for putting it all together And Zach tells us that Michaela gets over things quickly, but the flags have already been raised. 
and he pulls her friends aside to get insight. You can tell that Zach is one of those people. He's just mad that you're over it. Like, how are you over it? I'm not over it. Let's be mad together. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I don't. Anyway, I don't agree with that. Go ahead. Just because um, you've decided to get over something does not mean, because, especially when it's very convenient for you that we all get over it, mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm obligated to follow you there. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's true. I mean, that's true, but it's just... You wanted to be over it, which, I mean... Yeah, anyway. I I think we'll go in-depth with it at the end, because that's a question that I was going to ask. Like, I'm of two sides, but I can be convinced, so we'll we'll talk about it. (laughs) So, he tells them that, you know, he wasn't happy about the housewarming being called off, and he wants to ask if it's normal, because it's something for him that's going to be hard to deal with. Courtney... Dear Courtney, lies through her teeth and tells us that this is not the norm. And once Michaela is comfortable, she is not this way. She's the most sane, level-headed. I'm like, girl, <laughs> way to be a good know, friend. You guys I... are friends, but you don't know her in a relationship. You don't. I honestly think that they do, but she's lying. I choose to go the lying route because her sister already told us about Hurricane K. So it's not a relationship thing. Michaela is one outburst away every five seconds. So, and I, there's no way they don't know about it. I'm sorry. Uh, Okay. I I think people present different people to everybody in their life. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. She could be lying. I'm just not sure 100% if she is. So I completely agree with you that who you are as a friend is not exactly who you are in a relationship and you're not going to know that part. But I feel when it comes to Michaela's brattiness, her temper, I don't think that's something that you can... Michaela doesn't even look like she can keep anything in check. So (laughs) that part where she's saying she's level-headed, like you couldn't think of anything else. You could have (laughs) said rational, maybe. But you said level-headed? Nah. I'm convinced. I'm 100% she's lying. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, Michaela tells Jerron that, you know, they're both strong-willed because they've separated and they're in, like, the balcony or the patio or, um, well, it's an apartment, the balcony. So, that they're both strong-willed and she, now that she's married, she needs to be more considerate of people's feelings and it's not okay to do vindictive things. It's hard, but they need to work through it and learn what is and not, um, what is not okay And on her end, you know, what happens is that she bites her tongue and then all of a sudden she explodes and then she reacts. I don't know about you, Ava. Michaela is such a pageant girl. (laughs) You don't like her pageant answers? Uh, No, I don't because she lies. She's a goddamn lie. Because remember that conversation they had? How are you with conflict? Oh, I'm not. I don't, you know, I don't think it. How are you walking away? Oh, I think it's abusive. Oh, are you jealous? Oh, no, I'm just possessive. Like, at some point, just be self-aware. And it's okay to say the truth and just say, we're working on it. God is still working on me. But this is who I am. But I think she knows the right things to say. And, I mean, it's either that or she's not self-aware. Which do you think it is? I'm actually more inclined to go with not (laughs) self-aware. Aware enough to know how things are supposed to be. 
and in her own mind to explain how things are supposed to be, but not actually capable of acting those things out. <laughs> Especially at the moment, because she's a person who's completely led by emotion. Yeah. I will say, I've always said, because it's not my nature, I'm not judging, everyone's different. I never understand how people are not in control of their emotions. That's always been a, a thing. Uh, it's a phenomenon to me, like how you just explode. And because how, more chances than not, you're going to be, you're going to regret your actions, especially when it happens over and over again. So I think it's, it's a skill that you develop through consequences. Like, Going flying off the handle is something that I could do, but like with growth and maturity, I know to shut the f up if I would like to preserve a relationship. Um, <laughs> I don't understand people like Michaela who what haven't felt the consequences, so don't know how to control themselves. You know, this is a long shot, but I really, really want to blame her sisters. She's the last born, and I'm sure they've coddled her and treated her and let her have her own way. And when she does something, they laugh and say, ha, 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 that's just Michaela Hurricane K. And here we are at 30 years old. So <laughs> I love you how know. you blame the sibling <laughs> dynamic. I'm not, once again, not saying you're wrong. It's just an interesting theory. I mean, I feel like you and the listeners already know. I just create a story in my head and I, I stand by it. Whether or not it's true, not my problem. It is my belief. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I think later on we are going to see her siblings interact with her when she's in Hurricane K and that will be very informative about whether or not you're right for the little that we've seen I actually do think that you are probably right oh because was that in the preview? It, there was a preview where one of her sisters is holding her back while she's flipping out oh, and I shit. like <laughs> how did I miss that? It's from like way, way before. It's not like we have, I think we have weeks to go before we'll actually end up seeing it. Okay. But it's very instructive, I think, in how like, I'm sorry if my sibling was acting like that, I'd be yelling at them. Whereas this one is like holding her back and trying to cover her down. Anyway, we'll all see it in the future. Okay. I mean, if it was me, I'll be like Kyle from Beverly Hills. I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, Duran tells her, in Zach's past relationships, he has had partners who didn't communicate and were immature, so that's why communication is a big thing for him. He tells her that, listen, you're allowed to have feelings, but you have to sit him down and talk to him, and when you do, you talk to him respectfully. Michaela's facial expression didn't seem pleased, so I wasn't sure if he was about to get Hurricane K too, but she didn't say anything. She just kind of nodded and went along with it. I mean... His little speech to her was a little, uh, is that really your place to tell your friend's wife how she should talk to her husband? I don't know. Absolutely. I didn't think it was out of place. I think the crime was big enough to warrant that. I could see if you thought it was, like, if she thought, like, your question exactly, like, why is this your place? Why are you saying, but the circumstances are different. They don't know each other. You can only get insights from people who know you. And he's not coming from a bad place. So I think it was it was fine. I don't think he was coming from a bad place. But every time you decide to sit down and start instructing people, you need to think long and hard about whether or not you're going to be effective. You're not her good friend. You're Zach's good friend. So telling her, well, this is what you need to do with my friend, I don't know if that's a good way to go. 
And he be going to let him say it because that's what makes the show. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so, anyways, Courtney is still in the bedroom lying her ass off saying that, you know, she has told me things that she needs to work on. But I don't know if she's had that conversation with you. Zach is like, nope. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is where they are in the communication. She has told the friend what she needs to work on, but has not told her husband. So Janu mentions that, yeah, you need to work on your communication, especially when you have kids. And then Zach starts stammering, stuttering. And then he's like, see, I'm wondering if you mention kids now, we'll be able to make these big decisions when we have kids. And I'm like, it's two weeks. Like, to your point, I'm like, maybe you should just give her another chance. Like, I mean, no one's perfect and see where it goes. But this was the moment where I'm like, Zach is done. Done, done, donezo out. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, yeah, uh, Zach is done with this. <laughs> so, yeah, then we went to commercial. And guys, if you're in San Diego and you're trying to find a husband, get on the show. They're um, casting. For maps now. For many, many years, people have complained that they have not gone past Texas to going west. And maps apparently was listening because now they're going to San Diego. And I bet you they're going to have the crappiest departments ever because this show is cheap and San Diego is expensive. They ain't got no money. But yeah, if one of our listeners wants to just go through the process and then let us know, get the scoop, that'd be cool too. <laughs> it looks like they just contact people like you're on Instagram and then they just contact because um, a friend's brother was contacted on Instagram when they were casting for DC. And I'm like, what do they look for in the profile that says, hey, come on down. Speaking of DC, Michael got married. Thanks I, to age. I didn't know he got married. <laughs> <laughs> I sent her the picture because his wedding venue looked a lot like the wedding venue they used for maths. And they're very similar. Not the same, but very similar. In a way in hell, a second wife is going to get married in the same place as the first wife. <laughs> we should so, do a post so you guys can see how the venues look the same. They look the same to you, Aid. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Zach said, you know, he learned a lot from her friends and Oh, they're back. Everyone's left now, and I think they're cleaning up. Oh, Michaela's the only one cleaning up because Zach's just leaning on the fridge. He's out. So he said he learned a lot from her friends, and and he asked her if she learned anything from Jerron. And Michaela said, yeah, she learned how genuine he is, and that she took advantage of that. Zach is like a Zach is a dog that doesn't let a bone go because he's like. What do you mean you took advantage of me? How? It's like a, te- a pop quiz. <laughs> Explain your answers. And she said, you know, I'm not used to being in a relationship where the other person is in it as much as I am. And my behaviors were more to harm you. Oh, my God. That was scary to you. <laughs> so scary. Like, she's actually saying, I wanted to harm you intentionally. Oh, man. Therapy, man. Do you think it's... I, oh, I feel like I've asked for. I was going to say, do you think it's too much for when you pick the couples or who's going to be matched? Should they have like a month of therapy or something? Or will that slow down the process too much? I believe in therapy. I really do. But I think like, 
as humans, when we see people who clearly have issues, we're really quick to be like, you need to go to therapy. And we forget that therapy is a two-way street. Like, you have the therapist, then you have the patient, and the patient has to do more work than the therapist. The therapist is just here to guide you. Oh, as always, you speak truth. It's true. Because I just keep wondering, like, everyone... I guess I'm thinking of the older seasons. Again, everyone has their issues, but it seems like this newer seasons, there's just been a lot of baggage coming through. And that may just be a testament to the new world we live in. Because I've been asking friends lately, is it that the world has drastically changed or are we just older? Because I don't know what's happening. People are more willing to talk about their problems than they ever have been in human history. But, like, in terms of behavior, no, we have had bad people in the past. Not bad people. (laughs) I said bad people. But people with issues. But it just seems heavier these days. But, okay. I think our reactions are different. You think so? I think when we look at people's behavior now, I think before we would have just been like, she's crazy. She's a bitch. He's an asshole. He's a this. Now we're like, oh, they're a human who has problems. How can we fix them? Therapy. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm trying to think. Was Jeffy this bad? He was, right? This man slept on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but see, we yeah. didn't ascribe it to something wrong with Jeffy. We just sort of ascribed it to his personality. Like we would probably call it more like a Mirla. Why did you want to go on married at first sight if you are not willing to open your heart to someone immediately? Hmm. I still don't, I mean, I'd have to rewatch a season, which I probably will never do. But I still didn't, I still didn't ever think of Jeffy as someone with, like, problems. No, I didn't either. I just thought he didn't like her, which was true. He said he wasn't attracted to her. Okay, we digressed a lot. So, back on Zach, track. Back on track. Huh? I said back on track. Okay, back on track. So, um, she says her reaction was an overreaction. And Zach asked how she thinks he feels. I told y'all it was a pop quiz. And she says she thinks he feels hurt, abandoned, not valued, and all his feelings are valued, but not true because she wants the marriage to work. Zach says his biggest thing was he understood she was upset, but he didn't get how we got to that point. For him, it's bigger than a communication thing. It's more about how they handle the issues, and he doesn't know if they can change that. There's a silence. He says he's scared to tell her how he really feels because he doesn't know if she's going to get mad and blow up. He just He's scared, basically. He says that right now he has severe anxiety. He can't eat. He doesn't feel well. He doesn't feel good at all, and he didn't want to come here because he doesn't like the energy and what's going on with them. Michaela asks she doesn't know how to make things right and how long is it going to be before they are right again? And does she even need to try? And the fact that Zach says you ain't got to do shit to, and I'm quoting, this is not me cursing, I don't have a potty mouth, but Zach says you ain't got to do shit to reconcile right now and for me, that's okay. That is not a good sign at all. You're taking what he said as him saying there's nothing you could do. Well, it was two things. I don't understand why he had to curse at her. Which shows that he's checked out. Like, he could have just been like, there's nothing you have to do. There's nothing to do. But, and also, yes. Didn't she curse first, though? Huh? She cursed first, right? I 
don't think so. She cursed during that conversation. Oh, I, I'm like, do you guys just curse at each other all the time? Great foundation to your relationship. <laughs> I didn't clock that, but I was just like, oh, you don't have to reconcile right now. And for me, that's okay. Like, if you don't want to reconcile right now, when do you want to reconcile? It just looks like. Because when she said, do I need to try? You didn't tell her you need to try. You just, I don't know. It just seemed like he's made up his mind. So, Zach says they don't have to have an answer right now. That they have a fundamental difference that is too big for him. And what took him to the next level was that he thought they were good. And out the blue, she canceled. She starts crying. And to her, to be fair, she does say, I don't want to cry right now. And I didn't know that canceling the housewarming will have that much of an effect on you. Had she done, had she known she wouldn't have done it. And even if she knew, she doesn't know if she still wouldn't have done it. And she doesn't know how to let him know that this is new to her. She's not saying she's wrong or she's right. She's just saying that she's sorry. Oh, I think Michaela should write a movie. I thought that was a good line. <laughs> <laughs> so... Zach insists that figuring out means taking time away and he cannot deal with this right now. He tells us that he's heartbroken and he's not happy about where they are. And then he asks her, are you staying here tonight? She goes, yeah. And then he goes, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to stay here. She walks away and then he leaves. And the irony of him doing exactly the same thing that they're fighting about of her leaving is not lost on me. And I, this was just a shit show. Here's a question. Yeah. All right. This is just one long contiguous fight. Like it starts with the dog daycare drop off going into the canceling of the housewarming party and everything that occurred in between. This is a long contiguous fight. Or do you think it's one of those things is what they're fighting about? Uh, It's a long, it's a long fight that has many layers to it because he claims, I don't know how true it is. He claims that her canceling the housewarming is what took him over the edge. But from what I can clock of his personality, he's not someone that lets things go. I understand your point, but sometimes, and I I feel like if you're in a relationship or in a marriage, there are just going to be times where you have to let things go because it's not beneficial. So I don't know that even if she had the housewarming, he still wouldn't say that the way she reacted was not a red flag. I will say, this housewarming cancellation, there's another side to the story that we will hear about on Unfiltered, on Patreon. This time from Michaela's perspective. You are Uh, so good at this. (laughs) (laughs) The tease. (laughs) I feel like with Michaela and Zach, in in a very short amount of time, there's a lot of he said, she said. We don't even know who who is the goddamn lie. No, I'm going to say this forever. <laughs> you got that <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't know. So what I was going to ask you, I understand that, you know, I feel like Ryan, why did I say Ryan? Oh, God, no. I feel like Zach should have given it a chance. The fact of the matter is they're strangers who got married. They don't know each other. Yes, she overreacted. But if you really want to give this a try, I think that still be cautious. No one's saying go 100% in, but let it be and let her prove herself to see if she's really changed. Because the truth of the matter is you can only hide your personality for so long. 
if she does it again, then I think, okay, yeah, you can say we tried it all, we went in and all that. But again, Zach doesn't let things go. And I think we saw that in the couch when Pascal was around too. He just wouldn't just allow it to be. Now, the, the one who said, I don't want to discuss this anymore. <laughs> the flip side of that is I saw a comment where somebody said, good on Zach for catching the red flags early. Because last season, we were all dogging on Paige for like, hey, you he gave you all of the red flags. You still gave him a chance and all that kind of stuff. And I sat back and thought about it because I think the one thing that Maps does for me is I always think about if the genders were reversed, what, you know, would we be treating this differently? And I agree that it was an overreaction. Again, the poor Lysol can. She just smashed that thing <laughs> for no reason. And he doesn't even know and about that yet. Exactly. But from uh, from our point of view of what we saw and how she just reacted, and even when he was trying to hold her and she's like, no, but I, that was just like a lot. So is he right in that, listen, there's something deeper, and we all know how maps edit stuff, and maybe there's stuff that we don't even know. And he's just trying to protect himself, like, because he kept insisting, I don't know if she can get past this. And I'm just like, whoa, get past what? So my question is, is he right on protecting himself and this is a red flag and I'm just never get that out? Or was he being just, you know, hanging on to something so tightly? I don't know. But what do you think? I don't mind his hanging on to it. I don't think he's obligated to get over things quickly, but I think he was wrong to not stay the night in the apartment. There's a second bedroom. Go sleep there. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming around to your way of thinking that the cardinal sin of maths is to leave. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, Aid. <laughs> Welcome to the ministry. <laughs> I don't, All I right. Mean, they're, they're, I'm still holding out on them. I, I, I am not sure what the right course of action is for either one of them. We'll see how I, this plays out. I think the right course of action is a fresh start. Oh, please. Well, you know when you're fresh starting every five minutes? Let's have a fresh start. Let's have a fresh start. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you this past, like, however many hours it's been since they originally had this argument about taking the dog or whatever. <laughs> this seems to, if, if the timing is right, this seems to have lasted, like, multiple days. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I, especially now that you just mentioned the whole, the sister was holding her back. Man. Okay. Anyways, Aid, who has your bouquet for the week? My bouquet for the week goes to Mirla and Bao. They're just at the top of the heap this week. Mirla is continuing to not go ham on Gil, even though he should deserve it. Val is continuing to be like, I'm not taking that on and making Johnny be responsible for his own issues. I think that's fair. So who has your bouquet for the week? My bouquet for the week goes to Gail and Merla as a couple, but 99% of the credit goes to Merla. I enjoyed seeing them together. They gave good energy. I'm going to ignore everything, all the jabs Gil took at Merla, but as a couple, it was nice seeing them together, and it was really nice when they spoke to his mom. Agreed. Who has your burnt ashes? But Kayla and Zach, I'm just so tired of it. Um, 
this like sustaining argument that neither one of them could get over. I think she's asking him to get it over it too quickly, and he is like taking too long to move forward in the relationship, whether that just continues the journey of learning about each other, not saying you have to commit for the rest of your life. But yeah, I just, the two of them together, I just see problems everywhere. Yeah. Who has your part, Ashes? Zach and Michaela, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You are not going to walk out of the apartment and I will forgive you. No. I just think it's battle around. It seems toxic right now. They seem not to be well-matched temperament wise and honestly i just don't know where they go from here and also it was uncomfortable for me to watch as a viewer (laughs) all right guys that's it for this week follow us on instagram and twitter you guys are always telling us where you disagree and agree with us in the comments on instagram and twitter and we appreciate it so go do that and uh we are at altar call mafs that's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen. And please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We hope to see you next week. Feel better, Aid. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.